0: Good evening, hey, how are we all? Good. We've got all the space to move in.
1: Isn't that good?
0: So we, we're gonna use the space tonight. It's our, our new look lounge room for today at least. Do you like to move your lounge room around at home? I know you do. Well, we have a new look today for you, so enjoy it. If you're here for the first time, things don't always look like this, but we are very thankful that you are here with us today and to enjoy the 6 p.m. with us. So please relax and enjoy the great presence here tonight. We're going to praise God tonight. Isn't that good? So what I want you to do is get up on your feet and I want to invite you to come and join me in this space. You can move on out. You move on out. You can do it. Just a few steps. The team are all ready to lead us. So God, I thank you for tonight. I thank you that you are here. I thank you that you long to encounter every single person tonight. I thank you, God, that nothing is impossible with you. I thank you for an atmosphere of faith tonight. I thank you, God, uh, that you want to encounter everyone right where they're at. I thank you that you long to meet needs tonight. May needs be met by God Almighty. May uh, healings take place in in this room tonight. May uh, salvation take place in this room tonight. God, I thank you. I thank you that you love each and every person here. Pour out your blessing upon every person as we come together, as we meet together, and as we uh, open ourselves up to you. Thank you, God. Thank you for your beautiful, beautiful heart, your passion for every single one. Amen. Big Team.
2: In my Savior's hands You are more than my words could say I follow you, over all the days I fix my eyes following your ways Forever free and unending grace Cause you are, you are, you are I see your face I will live that you will be done I won't stop till your kings come Cause you are, you are, you are
3: My freedom, we lift you higher We lift you higher Your love, your love, your love
0: to do some exercise. (laughs) That was fun, wasn't it? Yes. Awesome. Great. Well, you can take a seat there or wherever, whatever you choose. Yeah. We need some cushions, don't we? (laughs) Some beanbags. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, welcome to church. Isn't it good to gather together on a Sunday evening in church, meet with God almighty together? Incredibly powerful, welcome. If you are here for the first time, a special welcome to you. We pray you do enjoy the evening with us. And we do have some guest bags down there on your right as you exit into the foyer. Love you to pick up a guest a guest bag on your way out. A lovely white to guest bag for you. We'd love to get to know you more too. We'd love you to fill out the form in there and pop it into one of the giving boxes or the red letter box at the back there. Well, let's celebrate the birthdays and the anniversaries. We had some birthdays. Anniversaries in the past week. Birthday come. Happy birthday! Is there anyone else here? Is Jordan here? She's somewhere around, but not right, not right here. Come forward. Would you come and stand with me? <laughs> Happy birthday! What about your wedding anniversaries? We got any wedding anniversaries? Is this another birthday? birthday. How old are you? Six. Awesome. Five. Six. Five. Six. Awesome. Well, church, let's stand together. Pray for our beautiful family here. Father, we thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Happy birthday. You got your chocolate, eh? That's important. Enjoy the chockey. That's great. We've got uh, October approaching. Wow. October. And something that we do as a church in October is CIA. CIA is Church in Action. We are a church in action. We're a church in action all throughout the year. We've got a focus in October of uh, joining together as a church. And one of the things that we do, there's a a number of things that we do that you need to keep your eyes and ears open for. If you don't get our e-news, please contact the office and we'll pop you on to our e-news. You'll receive that during the week. But one of the things that we do is Muckin Day, and that is going to be on October, on the 16th, Sunday the 16th, 10am. 10am we're going to gather together here in the morning and we come in our old clothes, ready to go out into the community together, into various areas, and muck in together. And then we're going to have a barbecue in the Enderley Community Centre to finish off, so that's gonna be good, isn't it? So I pray that you can all make it on October the 16th and we can muck in together, that's gonna be fantastic. We've got Faith 101 happening tonight, so I will let you know when you will be going out. Josh is leading that this evening, fantastic. Yeah, give us another wave, Josh. Yeah, give him a hand. Is awesome. So, if you are here and you are uh, new to the to your faith, if um, Christianity is new to you, if you don't really even uh, know really what Christianity is or a relationship with God is, then Faith 101 is going to be fantastic for you this evening. So, so Josh is going to lead the way out uh, at to a beautiful lounge room out there that you can meet together and and it's gonna be a good time of chatting together. So we'll let you know when that is happening if you'd like to go and join him. Liam Gales. Yes. Liam Gales has had a, um, he's got a fantastic testimony of healing. How cool is that? So yes, yep. Yep, give him an even bigger hand, um, and let's hear what God's done. Hey guys, um, yeah, check one two, yeah, that's me. Nah, I'm here to cheer that
4: God's been doing some cool stuff, and I was at youth last week I believe it was, and um, people got told to come up to the front for prayer of healing, and specific allergies and hay fever, which I've been getting a lot recently. and. Ever since I've been prayed for it, every single morning I've been feeling fine, nothing. And yeah, I think it's great. So yeah, if you have anything that you want prayed for when it comes to healing, I really definitely encourage you to come and talk to awesome team.
0: Great. Thank you, God. He is healing. Isn't that cool? And so I know that Nicole, Nicole Coffin, give us a wave, she is really, really keen on praying for anyone who has hay fever. She's really keen on praying for you tonight. So after the gathering, there is gonna be a prayer team available to pray with you. If you have hay fever, then I would go and suss out Nicole and um, expect, expect. God to heal you tonight. Isn't that cool? Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for what you are doing. Well, we are going to celebrate communion together this evening. So Luke Ferber, where are you? Here he is right here, right ready. Just give Luke a huge hand. And uh sorry, I will give you the microphone. <laughs> We're going to receive the emblems at the front uh, this evening, so what we want to do is um, when it comes time to it uh, for it, then uh, we want you to come up the front and then also just stay. Stay in this in this lovely space and then also after communion, we at we, um, Faith 101 is going to be meeting but give Luke another hand.
4: I saw earlier, I, I, I saw Sheridan and give the eyes to, so I think this whole setup is just so uh, Jan and Sheridan can keep an eye on the youth um, during the message. I think that's a sneaky plan. How are you doing? Good. When it comes to communion, I I really don't like to be that complicated um, because I just don't think it's that complicated. Uh, Jesus loves us so much that he gave his life for us and communion is a chance for us to remember that. And so I got two... two um, thoughts that are really one thought that i like to share with you and it's around remembrance and uh, around communion often I've I've thought man we're remembering Jesus and and goes do this in remembrance of me, and I'm like it almost just sounds like Jesus is dead now of course Jesus died but but he's really not dead and so it's like how, how do we how do we put that with remembering him I know uh, when my, my grandfather passed away a couple of years ago. He was an awesome guy. And, and I shared at his funeral about remembering, some, uh, remembering someone, and it's great to remember the events, but it's even better to remember the person. And, and as a person, you can, I can remember with my pop, the time he was in hospital, uh, I was about five or six, and I was sucking my thumb. And uh, he goes to me, do you know if the nurse catches you sucking the thumb, They'll chop it off and to be honest i've never sucked my farm since then uh, that was the catalyst for uh, me <laughs> stopping and but even more than that i remember him as a guy that loved my nana so so much and went out of his way if you've ever met my nana she she's still alive and she might listen to a recording so but she is crazy like she won't mind me saying this. She's the most energetic person in the world. And, uh, but my pop, just his goal was just to keep up with her. They would go on walks for a few hours and uh, he would be on his little moped because he couldn't quite keep up. And then she would sit on his lap for another hour as they came home. He was just a, an amazing person. But I think with Jesus, sometimes when it comes to remembering him, we can get so stuck in just what he's done for us. We can get so stuck in that He died on a cross. It was this event or you had a moment at a camp. But how much more is it that, God, that God's wanting to us since His time is when we take communion, it's more about aligning ourselves with Him and His character and His love. I remember it like this. This is probably an analogy that, that just kind of highlighted it to me. Is my mum's not dead. She's very much alive, which I'm very, very thankful for. But I still remember her, especially when I was a kid and she was at work and I was trying to steal something. I was trying to get a cookie out of the cookie jar. She's still alive, but I remembered how much trouble I was gonna get into. Or maybe it was a positive, I was at school and, and I had to make a decision. I remember how proud my mum would be of me if I made the right decision. And so tonight, that's what I want us to focus on as we take communion, we remember the life of Jesus. I don't want us to think of it as an event. I want us to think of it as a moment where we can really focus on the character and the love and the grace that Jesus showed for us on the cross. And so um, I'd like the emblems come forward. You can stand to your feet and come and grab it. And spend this time and stay up the front too because the band's going to play. And you can think of an event or something, but I really would love to encourage you to focus tonight on the character and the love of Jesus that He has for you. Just rest in that because He loves you so, so much. And it might even be that you need to remember the truth of Jesus maybe a truth that you need to live to, a truth that you need to, something that you need to hand over to say, man, I'm sorry for this, God, will you forgive me? And he will because of love, grace and truth. So I'd love for you to stand. I'm going to pray. And as I say, amen, I'll invite you up and uh, I'll just read uh, the Bible um, because that's a good thing to do. And this is what Jesus said about communion. He took, He took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then He broke it into some pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, this is my body, which is is given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, He took a cup of wine. He said, this is the new covenant between God and His people. An agreement confirmed with His blood, which is poured out for you as a sacrifice. Lord, We thank you so much for for Jesus. We thank you for so much for the love that he displayed on the cross and the love that he displays in our lives now. And as we continue worshipping you, Lord, I just pray that every single person would have a new realisation or remember your character, your love, that you've given so freely to us so that we can live in the fullness of all that you have for us. Lord, I also pray that this would be a time of handing over or asking forgiveness of those areas where we need to know your truth, that you paid so, so much that we could live in freedom. So thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. So I invite you forward um, to receive the emblems now.
2: you to come fill up the space, find a place by yourself. We're gonna give Jesus a, some praise, some worship. This next song is actually one that I've written and it's really like, I'm glad we've just done communion because it's all about the fact that, you know, when Jesus died on the cross, you know, he paid the ultimate price so that we could have, you know, healing so that we could have our miracle, because I wrote it after I prayed for one of my friends, and you got better, and i was just so stoked, this is the song that kind of came out, so I want you to, yeah, let's worship our God, and let's declare this, this is a, this is a, a de- declaration of what God has done for us. You couldn't give to me. There is nothing I need that you would withhold. And there is one thing. You died on the cross for me. You have paid. nothing you couldn't give to me there is nothing the I need that you withhold and there is one thing you died on the cross for me you have faith my dear there is nothing there is nothing you couldn't give to me there is nothing I need that you withhold and there is one thing that died on the cross for me You have faith for there is nothing there is the thing that you would
3: give to
2: me, and it's the thing I need that you withhold, and there is one thing that died on. Door be open. This promise is mine. Asking it be given. Seeking you shall find. Knock the door be open. This promise is mine. Asking it be given. Seeking you shall find. Knock the door be open. This promise. And give to me, there is nothing I need that You withhold. And there is one thing You died on the cross for. Me. You have paid for. I need more. You, you have paid for. There is nothing. What healing do you need because he's paid for it? There's nothing else. nothing else that you need. Cause you need. Be given, seeking you shall find knock the door, be open. This promise is mine. Come on, declare it of yourself, asking it be given, seeking you shall find, knock the door, be open, this promise is mine, asking it be given. You shall find. Knock the door be open. This promise is mine. We'll sing it louder. Asking it be given. Seeking you shall find. Knock the door be open. This promise.
0: place of adoration to Jesus. I get the incredible sense that He wants to actually tell us how much He adores us, how much, you know, we just celebrated communion before. And He did that for us because He adores us, our Heavenly Father adores us, longs to be in an intimate relationship with us. And I get the sense that He wants to encounter us in a whole fresh way tonight. That He adores us. And you know, we have a lifetime of discovering His adoration for us as we pour out our adoration for Him. A lifetime of discovering that. And I feel that he wants to say, allow me, allow me to give you a fresh fresh revelation of my adoration for you. So how about as just the music is playing, how about we just lift our hands to him, surrender to him and allow him to encounter us, allow his adoration for us to be poured out upon us, receive his incredible love, his adoration upon us each one of us right now. My heart, and I really feel that God actually does want to encounter you in a whole new way, and I get the sense of uh, that He would want you to discover more of His uh, not only intimacy, that the adoration He has for you, but the incredible strength of who He is in in your life. That He is the risen, incredible, Almighty God, and so not only you know is He that intimate, loving. Father, who adores you and is crazy about you, but he is like uh, you know stronger than what you would be. Your, your rock. So I, yeah, I encourage you to to um, allow him to to um, let that rest upon you. Let let him show you show you more of who he is, of that strength and the intimacy. Blessing. Well, we're going to continue. Thank you. I
5: just want to stay
0: in this environment yeah. for a minute. Yeah. Actually, I wouldn't mind just showing a picture of what I had, but I need your help. You do that first. I need your help. Can you come up here, Sheridan? Now, this is probably just, it was like, oh, shall I do this? But this is probably just for the girls, so sorry, guys. But maybe, yeah, who knows? It may be, So when I was standing here, you know, in this beautiful presence, when I'm standing here with my hands raised to Him, allowing His adoration for me, the picture I got, it was of my hands lifted, and I want you to take my
5: hand, so this is what
0: I got, that He lifted my heavenly Father, and Sheridan, lifted my hand and spun me around, so girls, Enjoy
5: that picture of your heavenly father guys if you want to enjoy that too then go for it in the environment i was talking to the holy spirit and i I asked i get a sense there's some of us when we're invited to stand in the presence of god and just listen to his voice and allow him to speak just there's a bit of a strain around that i said the holy spirit can you show me in a picture put this picture in my mind of a seesaw, you know, a seesaw, and people leaning back on it so it wouldn't come up because they're leaning back. And he's saying, come on, just lean in. So we have prophetic words around being at a tipping point. And when a seesaw is on a tipping point, if I lean back, I can make it stay down. All I've got to do is just relax and lean forward, and it'll tip. I wonder if you'd like to close your eyes again just for a little moment. hands whatever you need to do before him and just lean forward just relax take all the strain out of it lean forward into his presence holy spirit rest on people tonight breathe life into weary souls as people lean forward replace hopelessness with hope tonight Agitation and fear, replace it with peace as people lean forward. Your kingdom would come in this place.
6: Hanging out with my boy, who's two, um, Ollie, and um, I got him up on my lap and I um, gave him a bear hug, and it was the first time that I've ever done it with him. Um, but I, I just, as we were in that moment, started to think about the, the father's love, and I started to really feel that that um, you know a bear hug is, is a, well a bear hug is a strong embrace, but there's a real intimacy with that. There's a closeness but that's that strong embrace and it, nice. then I started to think um, about Ollie and me and that he, you know, he'd never had a bear hug before but he went along with it because of the trust that he he trusts me, and knew that I loved him and that he knew that, um, that it would be fun and it would be enjoyable and all of that and I just, yeah, I wanted to encourage us today that I think um, yeah, the man side of that would be that God wants to give you a bear hug, he wants to bring you into intimacy with him. He wants to give you that strong embrace, but where you feel that his heartbeat, you feel um, so, so incredibly close to him. So I just want to give you that picture and and, and trust him. If you've never had a bear hug from God before, just trust him. Step into his embrace and enjoy. Well,
0: thank you, God. Thank you, God, for those beautiful pictures. Thank you, God, that you are for us. Thank you, God, that you love to continually encounter us. Help us to take those pictures with us into our week this week. Help us to continue to encounter you every day, to be open to you. Thank you for your amazing love for us. Thank you, God. Amen. Well, we're going to continue in this great atmosphere. We have the privilege of having the most handsome preacher here.
5: Baldest one, too. What was that? Is that
0: bald? So, how about you give it up for Sheridan? it? Thank you. Thanks, man. Thank
5: you. You can sit wherever you like. probably only just going to get started on this tonight because of time, but that's all right. There's nothing better than hanging out in the presence of God, is there? Hey, yeah. remember the response thing wasn't just last week. The response thing was every Sunday. Every time we come together, you've got to speak out. You've got to speak it out. You've got to align ourselves with the truth of God. We've got to align ourselves with one another and agree. Well, I love that. Thank you, Martin. You're doing a great job there. I love that whole um, thought of uh, adoration, the adoration of God. And in a sense tonight, I think uh, the theme's going to stay the same because I want to have a look at the book of Jude with you. And the book of Jude is a book that was written, uh, they think, by Jesus' brother, James, and uh, written probably toward the latter part of the the first century, although they they can't quite nail a time when it was written, but the book of Jude is written to the church, and it's written to try and keep us on track. I, I think part of the adoration of God is that he's interested, really, really interested in our journey. You know, he wants us to stay on course in our relationship with him for a lifetime, He doesn't doesn't want us to be a flash in the pan and gone. He doesn't want us to be on fire for him today and not care less what's happening tomorrow. Or he doesn't want us to be passionate today and then the worries and the the things of the world crowd in tomorrow and, and just take our passion from us. And so in the book of Jude, he talks to us about about keeping fervent for him, really. And he does that by making us aware or warning us that there's people that'll come into our lives, there's people that'll even come into the church, and their agenda is not healthy. All they want to do at the end of the day is puff themselves up, make themselves look more special than they are, and try to distract you and pull you from the plans and the purposes of God on your life. So the book of Jude, if you're trying to work out where it is in your, in your Bible, it's the second to last one, the one before Revelation, is warning us about these things. And I think it is no, um, uh, it doesn't make sense. I think it's absolutely crucial for us to read the likes of the book of Jude because in today's world, when anything goes, apparently, the scripture says that's not the case. Scripture says that anything doesn't go. That God paid an incredible price for our relationship with Him and the price He paid and the currency He used for our relationship with Him is a currency called grace. And that we're not to trample on grace. That grace does have boundaries and that we need to stay within boundaries. And you and I both know that uh, the message our world is sending us today is that you do whatever you want to do as long as it feels good, that's great, you just do it. And then you find five years, ten years down the track, they start writing articles about it going, actually, we got this completely wrong, this isn't good for you, or this will damage you, this will muck you up. So the book of Jude, can we, we'll we put it up there, Linda, we'll see how we go. We're going to read the whole entire book. You ready? Oh, a bit more enthusiasm. The whole book. Yeah. It's only 23 verses. Don't panic. Here we go. And then whether we get time to look at it or not won't matter. You would have heard the word of God. That's what matters. Here we go. This letter is from Jude, a slave of Jesus Christ and a brother of James. I am writing to all who have been called by the Father, who loves you and keeps you safe in the care of Jesus Christ. May God give you more and more mercy, peace, and love. Dear friends, I like that. Who said yes? Fantastic. He's just agreeing with the word of God. Yes. We talked about that last week, didn't he? We? He says, yes, it pulls himself into line, agreeing with the truth of God, the promise is his. More mercy, more peace, and more love your way. Dear friends, I've been eagerly planning to write to you about the salvation we all share. But now I find that I must write about something else. Urging you to defend the faith that God has entrusted once for all time to his holy people. That's the church. I say this because some ungodly people have wormed their way into your churches. Saying that God's marvelous grace allows us to live immoral lives. The condemnation of such people was recorded long ago, for they have denied our only Master and Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to remind you, though you already know these things, that Jesus first rescued the nation of Israel from Egypt, but later he destroyed those who did not remain faithful. And I remind you of the angels who did not stay within the limits of the authority God gave them but left the place where they belonged. God has kept them securely in chains, prisons of darkness, waiting, sorry, chained in prisons of darkness, waiting for the great day of judgment. And don't forget Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighboring towns, which were filled with immorality and every kind of sexual perversion. Those cities were destroyed by fire and serve as a warning of the eternal fire of God's judgment. In the same way, These people, who claim authority for their dreams, live immoral lives. They defy authority and they scoff at supernatural beings. But even Michael, one of the mightiest angels, did not dare accuse the devil of blasphemy, but simply said, the Lord rebuke you. This took place when Michael was arguing with the devil about Moses' body. But these people scoff at things they do not understand. Like animals or like unthinking animals, they do whatever their instinct tells them, and so they bring about their own destruction. What sorrow awaits them, for they follow in the footsteps of Cain, who killed his brother. Like Balaam, they deceive people for money, and like Korah, they perish in their rebellion. When these people eat with you in your fellowship meals commemorating the Lord's love, they are like dangerous reefs that can shipwreck you. They are like shameless shepherds who care only for themselves. They are like clouds blowing over the land, but without giving any rain. They are like trees in the autumn that are doubly dead, for they bear no fruit and have been pulled up by the roots. They are like wild waves of the sea, churning up the foam of their shameful deeds. They are like wandering stars, doomed forever to the blackest darkness. Enoch. Who lived in the seventh generation after Adam prophesied about these people? He said, Listen, the Lord is coming with countless thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment on the peoples of the world. He will convict every person of all the ungodly things they have done and for all the insults that ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These people are grumblers and complainers, living only to satisfy their desires. They brag loudly about themselves, and they flatter others to get what they want. But you, my dear friends, must remember what the apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ said. They told you that in the last times there would be scoffers whose purpose in life is to satisfy their ungodly desires. These people are the ones who are creating divisions among you. They follow their natural instincts because they do not have God's Spirit in them but you dear friends must build each other up in your most holy faith pray in the power of the holy spirit and wait sorry and await the mercy of our lord jesus christ who will bring you eternal life in this way you will keep yourselves safe in god's love and you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Show mercy to, still, uh, mercy to still others, but do so with great caution, hating the sin that contaminates their lives. Now, all glory to God who is able to keep you from falling away and will bring you with great joy into His glorious presence without a single fault. All glory to Him who alone is God, our Savior through Jesus Christ, Our Lord, all glory, majesty, power, and authority are His before all time and in the present and beyond all time. Amen. 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 It's a great little book, isn't it? It is just packed full of stuff. We're not going to get far, but let's start here. Let's just look at the first two verses. Can you write for me, Jen? Because then someone will be able to read it. I write in tongues. So, just write verse 1 and 2. Yep. Yeah. So, verse 1 and 2. This letter is from Jude, a slave of Jesus Christ and a brother of James. I am writing to all who have been called by God the Father who loves you and keeps you safe in the care of Jesus, may God give you more and more mercy, peace, and love. I love this. It talks about us being called by God right at the very, very start. But the call of God only counts for anything for us right now if we've given our lives to God. Until such time as we give our lives to God... The call doesn't really register for us because we're not walking in agreement with Him. We're not walking in relationship with Him. We're just doing our own thing. But the second that we respond to God and give our lives to Him, suddenly the call of God becomes alive in our lives because we understand there's a greater purpose. There's a purpose that exists just beyond getting from birth to the grave There is a purpose that God has every day planned of our lives, that he wants to use you and I for a purpose. It's a good purpose, the Bible tells us. And that he wants to use us for something significant. He wants to use us for kingdom significance. Now, of course, you could write call on the board if you like. Kingdom call. Kingdom significance. What what could that mean? As far as your life is concerned, what does kingdom significance mean? Wherever oh, I like that. Who said that? Give that man a chocolate. Caleb, Caleb was away for a couple of weeks. He missed church, so he's trying to suck up to me today just to make sure I know he's there. <laughs> Selfless. Selfless. I don't, I, we don't need to answer that one loud, actually, although I do want you to answer loud. But we'll be here all day. We will be here all day. But I want you to ask the question of what kingdom significance looks like for you, for the call of kingdom significance. Does it just look like turning up at church on a Sunday? Or does it look like carrying the atmospheres of the kingdom of heaven into your week? Into wherever God's got you? Are there any... any, What are we? Probably students, a lot of us. See, I can't change the university. I can't impact the university with the kingdom of God. I can't impact high schools with the kingdom of God. I can do my best to try and sow something into your lives, but I can't impact the high school or the university or the Polytech or Vision College or wherever you are. But you can if you're there. You can. The call of God looks like you wearing it into those places, the nature of Christ, the the mercy, the peace, and the love of God. It's a father who provides all the things for his kids. It makes it very clear there. And he releases more mercy, peace, and love. But I've got to be open to receive it. I think our our time just before with God was great. Our, Our time of worship. And I want to encourage you in those opportunities, just be like a sponge. Soak up the environment. Soak up everything that God wants to release in your world because you're going to carry that into your week. What's he say? May God give you more and more mercy, peace, and love. How many actually need more mercy, peace, and love? Yeah, most of us. And I'd say if you haven't got your hand up, you're probably not thinking hard enough because we all need more mercy, peace, and love. Especially when we're driving and there's a slow driver in front of us. More mercy, more peace, more love. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. I agree. <laughs> Next two verses. Dear friends, I've been eagerly planning to write... So that's three and four, Jan. I've, um, and, and you should probably just write something there about absorbing the mercy... On oh, sorry, verse one and two. Absorbing the mercy, peace, and love of God. And then under that, write verse 3 and 4. Dear friends, I've been eagerly planning to write to you about, your, or about the salvation we all share, or about your salvation, our salvation. But now I find that I must write about something else, urging you to defend the faith that God has entrusted once for all time to His holy people. That's quite a responsibility there. He's entrusted the faith to us as church. That's quite a responsibility. I say this because some ungodly people have wormed their way into your churches saying that God's marvelous grace allows us to live immoral lives. The condemnation of such people was recorded long ago for they denied our only Master and Lord and Jesus Christ. That's quite a scary thought. Saying that God's marvellous grace allows us to live immoral lives is actually denying our Master Lord, Jesus Christ. That's, that's quite scary. Just let that settle for a minute. At God's grace came at an incredible price. That's what communion was about. This thought If we can just take this thought home, this would be good. God's grace came at an incredible price. Came at the price of His Son. Came at a price of his son on a cross. He died. He was resurrected back to life. But it came at an incredible price. To cheapen his grace makes a mockery of the gift. If we cheapen his grace, it makes a mockery of see many of us try and live, you know, if this is the boundaries of God's grace. God's grace is wide. It really is. God's grace is wide. But if his, the boundaries of His grace are out there, why do we need to try and live here? Rather than just in the flow of His grace. Why not stay in there and embrace the gift? Why not stay in there and... and, and Embrace the fact that his grace doesn't restrain us in any way, or it's just a beautiful gift that will absolutely allow us to flourish. And in fact, the more we try to stretch out here to the boundaries or beyond, heaven forbid, the less we, the more we compromise who we are. The more we compromise the person that God's made us to be. The more we compromise the journey that He wants to take us on. But why not stay in here? In the flow of His grace. And value it for what it is. I've written down here, Living pure is the appropriate response to God's gift. Living pure is the appropriate response to God's gift. I like to think of God's grace is a bit like a river. It's a tree. Trees? Lovely. Yeah, wow. Thank you, thank you. That's a that's a fern leaf, that one. Beautiful. Beautiful. I appreciate the encouragement. But God's God's grace is like a river. And it's not that his Not that his boundaries are so fine to make our lives miserable. In fact, God's when your heart is after God, God's boundaries are wider than you could possibly explore. They're wider than we could possibly dream or explore. But God puts banks on the river to guide the flow of our grace and of our lives. And if there's not banks on a river, all you've got is a swamp. And when you've got a swamp, that breeds nasties. When you've got a, a, a swamp, there's stuff in that swamp that's just poisonous. It's not good for you. It doesn't go anywhere. Nothing's happening. But God puts banks on his river of grace that allow us to flow with who he is and who his nature is. And I want to really, really encourage you not to cheapen God's grace, but to flow in his river of grace. The book of Ezekiel you know, it says I flowed into the river of God's grace it came up to my ankles. I went a bit further it came up to my knees. I went a bit further it came up to my waist. After that I just said my translation, blow it I'm going for a swim. In God's grace and that's the invitation we all have but if we're going to live out here on the banks you'll never get to experience any of that because that's not where it's deep enough to swim. It just doesn't work that way. I've run out of time. I'm not going to carry on. That'll do. Can you take that thought home? God's grace. We may not ever come back to it, but you can. You know where it is. Second last book of the Bible. Go and have a read. Have a study. God's grace is incredibly powerful. Can I pray for you as we finish? Father, I thank you for your grace. We in no way want to make your grace cheap. And Father, I know that when we look around in our culture, when we look at our society, what people say is normal goes way outside the boundaries of your grace. The scripture said that the lives have been contaminated with sin. Father, we love the people, but we don't love the sin. And even in our lives tonight, I ask that you would put your finger on some stuff for each of us where we're making your grace cheap. Where we're almost cancelling out the cost of your sacrifice just in order to, or in order to justify what we want to do. And Lord, I ask that a conviction would rest on every person tonight that we would swim in the middle of the river of your grace and that we would embrace the gift that you've given. And that we would take hold of you, the God who's called us, the God who's chosen us, the God who wants to walk with us. And Father, I thank you that as we look in the scripture, we, we see you've painted a picture there for us of what the way to live and things to watch out for. So Lord, I ask that you give us all eyes tonight too in Jesus' name to see messages that are coming at us that aren't truth messages that are coming from people even around us maybe messages that are coming that are trying to trip us up and pull us away from your plans and pull us away from your purposes and pull us away from relationship with you father may we be solid rocks in our faith in jesus name and i thank you so much for grace thank you that it's only by your grace that we have relationship with you thank you that it's only by your grace that we're here. Thank you that it's only by your grace we can stand and worship you. Thank you that it's only by your grace that we're healthy. By your grace that our provision, our needs are met. And so Lord, tonight we want to say thank you. We don't take it for granted. We don't take you for granted. want to say thank you. And thank you for letting us walk with you. Thank you for letting us do life with you. Thank you for making yourself known to us. Thank you for pouring out more peace on us. Thank you for pouring out more mercy on us. Thank you for pouring out more love on us tonight. And for any person that needs to know your mercy, your love, your grace, your peace tonight, I ask that you would overflow on them in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: How about you give Sheridan a hand? Well, I uh, mentioned before that we will have opportunity for those that would like prayer for healing. And I understand that there is a youth barbecue happening too. Are you happy to pray with people straight away, Nicole, before you go and cook the barbecue? You've got helpers with you? Yeah, you don't need me to ask for people now. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to help with the barbecue, then you can do so. But I would love it if you would like prayer for healing or anything at all if you would like to come forward now. And I know that we do have some prayer teams available. If you are part of any of the prayer teams, then please come and be available to pray with people. Our take home question this week is what is forgiveness? What is forgiveness? And I'm sure you can talk about grace in there as well. It's gonna be interesting conversation this week. What is forgiveness? Also, if you are here for the first time, it's been great to have you with us this evening. And so please pick up a gift bag on your right in the foyer. And uh, we would love to get to know you more. You can fill out one of the cards inside and pop it into one of the giving boxes. We will be in touch with you. Thank you, church, for your giving. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Without your giving, without our tithes and our offerings, we cannot function as a church, let alone reach out into our community, into our city. So thank you, God, pour out your blessing upon the givers in Jesus' name. Amen. Next week, we have Pastor Wayne Swift with us. Pastor Wayne Swift is all the way from Melbourne. He is our overseeing minister of Activate Church Hamilton. He is the national leader of the Apostolic Church of Australia. So it's gonna be great to have him with us. Next week, he's gonna be in all of our gatherings. And so yeah, come expectant next week for that. So how about we do, we can have some, some music in the background, something appropriate for praying for, for healing. Um, have the young adults got to hang tonight? No official hangs, so invite someone somewhere, invite someone home or out to wherever there you have some good deals happening. <laughs> I don't know, cheap pizzas or burgers or something. Sounds good. Have a fantastic evening. Come forward for prayer. Come in come into the space. Use the space. Come forward if you want to pray for people. God bless.